Hello guys, this is uh, Coach Tommaso from BR. I'm here with uh, head coach Joao and uh, our two expert coaches uh, about swim, Marco and Melina. And today we're going to talk about uh, open water swim. This is uh, BR Coaches Chat. Hello everyone. So it's a pleasure to receive uh, Coach Marco and Coach Melina in our uh, second podcast. And uh, we are very pleased to have these two very strong swimmers uh, as a coach and talking about what they love and uh, their passion about swimming. And I'm sure not swimming in the pool, but I know these two guys, they love to swim in the sea and not only the sea, but in a hard conditions. So, Marco, could you talk a little bit more um, about your background and so, so people when the guys that they are listening to us, they, they know who you are and what you've been doing uh, in triathlon? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, yeah, hi guys, first of all. And um, I've been doing tri triathlon since uh, 2008, 2008, 2009, when I, I was in Bahrain and uh, I signed up for uh, an half Ironman in, in Australia. This was my first uh, half Ironman. And I started one, hour, one, hour, one, one year before with a simple uh, sprint uh, in Bahrain. But my background is, uh, is swimming. I started swimming when I was, uh, I don't know if five or six. So I was very, because uh, I remember my mom went to the doctor. The doctor said, this guy has to swim because uh, uh, his shoulders are too narrow. So he has to expand the structure of the body. <laughs> so this one at, at, at least 50 years ago was the mentality. At, now maybe it's the same, I don't know. But, uh, and so I started to swim when I was five. And um, I did in the swimming pool, I did almost all the sport. I, can, I need only the synchronized ballet. But <laughs> mm. I did swim and then I try what I try dive because I didn't I was tired to do up and down on a, on a swimming pool. So I said I want to do something in the pool, but I don't want to swim anymore. But then I realized dive is too also it's very hard. Especially especially the, the training outside the pool. Hours and hours of uh, abdomen abs and uh, dry exercises are very tough. And, um, and just after they, one of the train, the, the coach there of the, my coach said, listen, let's try, try, try to, with, with the water pole. In the next pool there, with, there is a, a good, a good uh, coach with the team, try tomorrow to go there as you see if you like it. So I start when I was actually at, at 12, 13, I start to play water polo for two, three years. Um, until 16, 17. Then I was tired also the water polo, but this is my regret. I mean, if I have to, if I go back in my life, I would, I would uh, continue with water polo. It's the best, one of the best sports, I think. And, um, and nothing, I just after I, I, I stopped, I did many, many, many other sports, a lot of sports. And then when I was 30, I started again swimming with the master and I never stopped until now. Then, uh, swimming with master uh, and uh, triathlon and until now, so I'm still uh, swimming. 
Very good, thank you very much. Um, I think uh, we can see that there is a very strong uh, background and passion about the water. But uh, yeah. now we would like also to listen a little bit of our coach, super coach Melina, uh, bringing a little bit of her background. And then uh, I'm gonna pass the ball for coach Tommaso to talk a little bit of, about the article. So Melina, tell us a little bit about your background, please. Um, well, I, um, I grew up in Cyprus, which is a very small island in the Med. Um, and even though we didn't live anywhere near the sea, um, pretty much every summer holiday, we were down by, down by the beach in the caravan. I was probably a bit of a late starter in sport. Um, I started with basketball when I was 12. Um, and then I got into swimming when I was 14, um, which was, I remember it being very difficult to begin with because I was 14 and seven, eight year olds were kicking my butt in the pool. <laughs> um, and then I eventually settled on swimming much to my basketball coach disappointment. And I got into triathlons, um, when I got, I had a shoulder injury. So I started running and cycling, um, and that's about when triathlon started in Cyprus when I was 16. So I started doing that. I did it through university in England. Um, then I had a, an accident. I was knocked off my bike by a car when I was out training. Um, by the time I was well enough to start training, I started my master's. I started a job, and then I never did anything for 16 years um, until I came to Dubai and I thought I might start doing triathlons again, sort of, um, and as a joke, I put my name down for Challenge Roth when I was 36, and um, surprised to find out that I got in. Um, so yeah, about 150 or 160 days after that, I finished Challenge Roth, and then I was fully back into the sport properly. So yeah, that's pretty much, pretty much my background, so to speak. Yeah, <laughs> but sure, swimming, swimming has always pretty much been my. I mean, I I really enjoy cycling, and I'm getting to enjoy running. But um, yeah, just throw me in the water, and I'm pretty happy there. So I forgot to say. Sorry, I forgot to say that um, I was born in Rome, so everything. Uh, Everything began in Rome 50 years, uh, 50 years, I was already five. So now I'm 55. So now you can understand how many years I spent in the, in the swimming pool with the smell yeah. of the chlorine. I, I am sure everybody did that calculation when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, uh, we're gonna have a small break here. And then after that, we're gonna pick it up uh, with Coach Tommaso, uh, challenging you two with some nice questions. Bespoke guys, we provide for you fresh workouts every day for all levels, beginners, intermediate and more advanced. Follow us.
Okay, we heard about your background guys, Melina and Marco, really strong uh, into the swim. Let's talk about a little bit uh, the article that uh, you wrote, Marco. It's all about uh, open water, the challenges in open water, and you analyze very well uh, what these challenges are. Now, here at BR, we have a spectrum of athletes that go from beginner to advanced. Sometimes also yeah. advanced athletes you know, they have some issues with the open water swims. What do you think is the, the worst challenge for a triathlete? Uh, is it more physical? Is it, is it more psychological? In your experience, what happened before? What have, what have you found in, uh, in the years that people are challenged more? Is that the physical, how to get uh, to work out in the water? Is that much more fears of uh, open spaces? Because in the article, you know, you, you give us some pictures about amazing swims and uh and you had to overcome some fears as well so tell us a little bit more what do you think about this aspect okay i think it's more um i read i i, I wrote this article because uh, uh i always remember this book this book because i explain how uh the the human being is, is following this this kind of challenge can be um, you know, uh, diving in the, in, uh, in the, in England from, from the, from yeah, and the, sorry, the book is the, the haunts of the black masseur. Yes. By Charles yes. Sprouse, it's okay. the, 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 yes. the searching, searching for the, the emotion and the, the adrenaline and the, and the beauty to be in a, in a, in a water that can be cold, can be isolated, can be, uh, with, uh, big waves or something. And uh, it's not about uh, the length, uh, how much you swim, or, uh, or um, uh, it's just the, the feeling of the water, you know, and the surround around you, what is surrounding you. So, and this is related also with the open water, I think, in, in a way, because uh, when you swim open water, you are in the middle of the nature, you are not in a swimming pool. I read many, many interviews um, with Olympic uh, swimmer, that they say the open water they cannot swim because they don't have the uh, the black line under underneath you know they don't follow anything so yes, they don't yes, see you say they are spoiled you say they are spoiled and not spoiled it's an habit it's a uh, it's um like um, uh, a kind of spoiled yes you know and then at the moment uh, you don't have this uh, this guideline behind you underneath and uh, you don't know where you are even if you are the best uh, swimmer you can have problem you know and uh, because you start to think uh, i don't see anything here i don't know what's coming now from <laughs> from 10 i don't know what, what's what's behind this which kind of animal or uh, maybe the i don't know something you know so you are in the swimming in the middle of the unknown okay so really now yeah, let's have, let's have uh, some words from Melina. Um, uh, I as, a, as a former swimmer, um, I think obviously the difference between pool swimming and open water is the fact that in the pool, you don't have to consider anything apart from yourself. Maybe if the lane is busy, you need to think about the other people in the lane. It's a survival uh, mode. Yeah, you don't, you, you're not worried about you know, the waves, the currents, whether you're going the right way. Um, and, there's, and there's also like, you know, the, 
one of the biggest things is obviously what's going on, what's going on inside your head. And there's always this, I mean, I've swam, I grew up in Cyprus, the water's very clear. Um, and there's always, and whereas in Dubai, as, as nice as it is, the water isn't as clear as the med. And there's always this debate going on in my head. Do I prefer the clear waters of Cyprus because I can see what's under there, but then I might not like what I see. <laughs> um, or is it, is it worse in Dubai because I can't see anything. So my mind starts going a little bit mental and I start to think, imagine my own, my own, um, almost like my biggest fears of what might be under there, but the reality is I can't, I can't see anything. So it's, um, you have more of a mental physical interplay, I think in the open water swimming. And I think that applies, like I'm, I'm a very confident swimmer. I love the sea. Um, but I also find I, I also know to respect the sea. So you won't catch me swimming by myself in the sea. Um, and even if I'm in a, in a big group, um, if I get dropped, um, say if there's two groups, there's a fast group and I, and I get dropped from that, I will specifically slow myself down just because I want to be with other people. It still doesn't, and I'm a good swimmer, I'm confident, but it's still, it's still the open water. Um, and I think you still kind of have to respect that. Um, so just, and, and I think that sometimes people say, oh, you're a good swimmer, so you don't have to worry about anything like that. And no, the reality is we still, we still do. Um, we've just kind of, uh, what's the word, almost programmed ourselves to, to deal with it in a way. And I mean, the, the biggest um, the biggest freak out I've ever had was actually the day before Nice, the world championships this, um, in 2019. Um, I couldn't get to the group practice swim that was set up by the organizers because I had some other stuff to do. So I went with just one more friend and we got in the sea and this is lovely bluer than blue sea you've ever seen, but it, I don't know, as soon as we got in the water, there was just something about it. I didn't feel comfortable. And the other person, she kept wanting to go out. And I was like, no, 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 we're not going out. We're gonna, we're gonna stay close to the shore. Um, and then in the end, uh, I could feel I was panicking. I couldn't breathe. I had to go onto my back. And this is also, that was also quite unfamiliar for me to that extent. And it got to the point that I, I swam up to her. I dragged her from the ankles. And I said, we are getting out and we are getting out now because I can't stay in the sea. But she's much slower than me. So I was conscious. I didn't want to leave her alone. So I kept swimming really slow. But then we hit a point, I think, 50 meters from the shore where I thought, now nah, I've had enough now. She can come out by herself. And I was out. And I spent a good three hours that day having a bit of a freak out. Um, thankfully I was fine for the race. Um, and there was no, there was no reason. It was just a gut feeling. Something made me uncomfortable. Um, and I was glad I got out because even though I am a good swimmer at that point in time, I could feel my hands shaking, my legs shaking. I couldn't breathe properly. So I was best, I was best out. So I think, and it's a point of recognizing where, where you are and it can happen. To, it can happen to anyone. It's just learning to deal with it. I think. 
yeah, I remember very... the swim. Uh, I remember the swim in um, the water in in Nice. It was very blue and yeah. deep. It's exactly it it's very yeah. very dense. It was dense. really, really we are not, dense. Yeah, we are not used to this in here in Dubai. Yeah, it was, and it was the fact that it was only two of us that made me feel really uncomfortable because I was like, "There's two of yeah. us. If something happens to one of us." It, this is a big this is a bit of a problem um which is why in races i never seem to have that feeling because i kind of take the, i kind of take the view there's two thousand other athletes here yeah, yeah. boats there's kayaks there's people there so i kind of feel safe safety in numbers there um but it was a very it was a very strange it was a very strange feeling and i, I had to force myself to really focus on the things on the things that I know, I know I was ready. I knew I was ready for the race. I knew I could swim. So the fact that I was out and didn't do my practice swim wasn't a big deal. And then I just tried to kind of keep busy and put it to the back of my mind. But it does, it does happen to anyone. I think it doesn't matter how good a swimmer you are. Open water is a very different beast to swimming yeah. pools. Okay, guys, very good points. Okay, we're gonna get, we're gonna get back on this aspect. Okay, respect of the of the nature, uh, but let's have a break. This book coach is always gonna provide you free tips and also good information on our Instagram and our website. Follow us, guys. So Melina and Marco uh, brought back some really good points about the uh, open water swim. And, uh, you know, you guys are not the first one. Uh, Hemingway already in The Old Man and the Sea talked about how we need to be respectful uh, towards the sea, towards nature. So uh, I was thinking, what is the technique? What are the, you know, the, the, the actions and the words that you would say uh, to a, a beginner? And uh, Mark, what do you think? What, what do you say to a beginner swimmer uh, that is approaching his first competition in open water. I mean, he has been doing a lot of workouts in the group and as an individual, but now it's the race and we know it's different. What, is, what are the words that maybe is freaking out? You can calm, and, uh, you can calm uh, a little bit. What, are your, what is your technique as a coach? What is your coaching technique about this? Uh, yeah, I would say many people also are scared about the swimming in um, contact, contact with the other people, which have to be in the middle of... Uh, of a bunch of people, you can get a kick or a elbow or a, or something. It's because you are. So what I suggest is to 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 swim your uh, to race your race. I mean, you swim uh, on a far from from the core of the of the swimmers. So you are at least you are relaxed. You swim your uh, your swim without any problem. And uh, if you want to stop a little bit, you stop without, without uh, um, being scared and someone behind you is swimming on top of you. So you, you, you keep yourself a little bit on the side of the, of, the, of the group of the swimmer, you know, on the main group. At least you have your, uh, you, you keep your pace and you are not, uh, you are not uh, in anxious because you have to, to swim faster because there is, you are in the middle of, of, of the group, you know. This is the, the main thing they have to understand. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very practical and uh, yeah, I totally agree. I've been using yeah. that one, you know. And um, also if you, if you swallow water for some reason, it's not a big problem. This is can, 
cause, you know, like panicking, you know, swallow water and uh, you cannot breathe. You are in the middle of, uh, uh, of the sea with maybe 10, 15, 20 meters behind you and, and you, can, you can panic. Him. But if you swallow, uh, it can happen. So maybe you, lay, you, you turn on your back, you breathe a little bit and you start again. I think one of them, and I think again, that goes for all for all athletes, and you know, like I said, even the good ones, the sorry, the stronger swimmers, especially now, we're going to have quite a long break from racing. Um, but um, I think we can't. Yes, we want to encourage the beginners, especially if it's their first one. Um, you know, we want to support them through it. But I, I think we also need to make them aware that, do you know what? It is a washing machine. It's quite possible you might get kicked in the head. Um, so that, so when, it, when it happens, it's not that big a deal for one. Um, and I know, I mean, some of my athletes really struggle, for example, with bilateral breathing. Um, and it's very important. Like if you wanna do your whole race breathing on one side, and that's something you can do because the waves aren't coming in that direction, that's fine. But you know what? You have got to be able to do bilateral breathing because what if you can only breathe on this side and this is the side of the waves or you can only breathe on this side and there's someone here and they're kicking really hard and then you can't get a breath because the water's coming in your mouth. That's going to make you panic because you haven't got enough air. So, um, and as much as some of the athletes hate bilateral breathing, for example, it's about the fact that when you get in that situation, you know, do you know what? I can breathe that side. It's not going to affect me. Whereas if they're stuck breathing on this side and they're having trouble breathing, their brain's going to start to think, oh, but my God, I'm not really good at breathing on this side. I might. So you're taking one um, uncertainty out you know that they know they can breathe on that side as well so they're going to switch and then they'll they'll settle um and it's it's also about reframing the situation a little bit and it's something that i've had to work a lot on in terms of races um i, I do get panicky in the water sometimes but it in the in the years i've been doing triathlon it doesn't happen in races because i take the fact that there's so many people around me as a bit of a safety aspect yeah i might get kicked yeah i might get pushed or whatever and i'll swallow lots of water but i kind of take the view it's fine there are people around me i'm safe um so i think it's about reframing some of their taking their fear and turning it into a positive and that takes that takes time to do um and i think it's something that people don't practice as much um I totally agree with um, with both of you guys. You know, it's uh, so uh, much information that you're bringing while you two talk, without uh, so that people they really gonna resonate and they are gonna really see the, themselves at the start of the swim. And I think um, what I want to uh, what I'm getting from everything that we are saying here is that open water swim, it, it, it's, it has a challenge because you can't really control the environment. So I think that's where people really struggle because there are so many factors that we cannot uh, really like 
have the clear picture of what's going to happen that the people start to overthink about the problems and you know imagine this imagine if that and if and if while if you're bike or running you kind of get if something happened i stop my feet are on the ground i call someone and i'm good to go again if i'm running and i have a problem then i stop i sit down but what so i think when melina said the reframe it's a mental work um what marco what do you how did you overcome your fears why you start to swim open water do you remember to have to rethink of something as melina said she had to reframe um her mindset for swim do you remember to go through this process yeah and um actually i don't think too much what i mean i mean if i have to swim i swim like if i'm in the swimming pool i'm not, I'm not thinking uh, now if there was there is a, a waves coming from the left or uh, from the right no i go and i start to swim like if i'm swimming in the swimming pool without many pro you know creating other problems in my mind in my mind because um that's why you got you got scared you know because um if you think if something happened here if something happened there you you never moved you you stay you be stuck in the on the shore you don't go <laughs> you don't jump in the water so not thinking and if you face a problem in the water you you face the problem in the, in this moment not before the moment you have a problem so you facing them and you try to overcome the problem but not before when you start when you start swimming you know when you start to swim i think uh, you know maybe it's my background of uh, military and pilot but uh, i feel like if you rehearse if you train if you practice then you're going to reduce this kind of stress, you know. Awesome. Uh, so if you, the workouts that we've been doing during the winter where we are all together and we, and we challenge ourselves to start and beat each other and uh, go first to the Dewey and come back, this kind of workouts, I think they're, they're helping the athletes a lot. Uh, we, we, we've always get, gotten good feedback about this. And uh, yeah, rehearsing the competition, simulations, uh, stuff like this, they're always helping the, the athletes. Now, there is a problem sometimes with logistics because for example, here in Dubai, we can swim until May, maybe, okay, end of May. So most of the races, they are in summer. So the, the athletes are gonna find another challenge, which is like a big gap between the last open water swim and the nest is going to be a race. So there is a kind of uh, um, the, the, the attachment from this kind of workout, okay? So as you say, yeah, you need to swim like in the swimming pool. And this is a subject that we can bring a little bit later, talking about a little bit of uh, workouts that uh, we can do also in the swimming pool to help our uh, awareness into the, into the sea. I mean, there's there's lots of stuff that you you can do in the in the pool, and and like like you said, we have an issue here that a lot of us race the European circuit in the European summer, whereas in reality the Dubai summer doesn't allow us to be outside um, most of that time. But assuming the pool where you're training allows you to, you can remove some of the lane ropes. 
Um, so it's a little bit more of a free for all. You can get people to swim together side by side and and deliberately have them like i mean it's some one of the things that we i don't know if you were there that time but one of the things we did in one of our open water sessions um we had one person trying to swim in a straight line kind of as much as they could and then we had their buddy was constantly trying to change their side from them whilst kind of swimming over them without you know i doing remember that. very well i was kicked yeah. uh, a big yeah. time at that time so <laughs> i remember very but, well um, um it's stuff that you can do it's stuff that you can do in the pool and you can also use all sorts of things you can get a pool boy add a weight to it and put it somewhere in the pool uh, where it's floating and then you can use that as a bit of a sighting thing you can do water polo drills there's all sorts of stuff that you can still do but yes the reality is it's not quite the same and it's also the fact that for those who are nervous in open water it's hard to replicate that for them because at the end of the day they know they're in the pool um, and ultimately that's going to come a little bit with experience um, and I think it's also important to an extent uh, and, you know, not everyone agrees with me on this point and that's okay. But sometimes when people get in that panicky situation or they're starting to maybe overthink things a little bit and, and worry about it, sometimes it's almost okay to, to let, let them get on with that, you know, have a whinge, have a moan, um, get all the overthinking scenarios out of the way um and it's almost like it's almost like grief in a way you know sometimes with grief when something sad happens you have to cry you have to scream you have to let it out and then you're good to move on and to an extent i think sometimes that happens with this panicky feeling do you know what fine let it out get it all out and then when you feel a little bit more settled, get a bit more rational thinking and, and kind of go, okay, in race situations, maybe you don't have that sort of time frame. Although you could argue, for example, in a full Ironman, you do. Yeah, that it can make, if things go wrong, it makes the day a lot longer, but actually because it's a long race, it means you have time to fix things as well. So it's okay to have a bit of a meltdown and then get it over with and carry on and focus. Because sometimes if, you're, if your brain's starting to go, it's starting to panic, and then you've got the other half of your brain thinking, stop panicking, stop panicking, you, you don't stop. It just perpetuates the problem. So whereas if you just, okay, just have a whinge, let it go, and then you're good to focus, you know, um, if that makes sense. Very good. Yeah, I love it. Uh, we're going to have a small uh, break before Marco and Melina continue uh, their talk. Uh, and uh, I think we all agree that uh, um, in BR we really like to put our athletes in a real situation. So we agree with you, Melina, that let them struggle for a while because this is a mental process. But you're going to talk more in a while. Just hold on there. Let's go. <music> So if you guys are interested in uh, reading the article, it's on the, our blog, BR Triathlon Club, dxb.blogspot.com. And it's full of very 
nice pictures of the Mediterranean of uh, San Francisco Bay. And it's very well written and it talks about all, everything we talked about, especially about fears. Okay, so Marco uh, brought up some very good points about fears uh, that we don't feel they are like for everybody the same. Okay, so what do you think, Marco? What is the, the aspect about fears? What is the. Uh, yeah, no, I remember because before you talk about your. Um, military experience and I or a background or uh, you know. so I remember when I uh, when I was uh, five or six and so I started learning swimming the, the, the system they used before is not the, the one they use now for with the kids of course I remember if someone has to uh, at, uh, was scared of uh, put their face in the water the first thing that the coach or the teacher will do is bring, is bring uh, uh, his head and push him, push him into, into the water. So that was, it's, it's, <laughs> that was the system how to overcome the fear, you know, facing directly without, uh, you know, steps. Dive and survive. Exactly, exactly. Now, of course, it's, the, it's, not, it's not the same because I did this um, uh, course of teaching for teacher for uh, no swimmer kids now there is all uh, a kind of rules so you have to you have to follow but before it wasn't like this so sometimes you know uh, facing your fear uh, straight away directly is one of can be can be also useful for example I know and not all the fear are the same you know somebody may be scared about the depth somebody scared about to hold uh, their breath into the water they don't know maybe they said you know i'm gonna if i don't breathe i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna sink or i'm gonna <laughs> uh, choke or whatever so try to do for example um, 10 15 seconds diving in the water you know just relaxing without to see what's, what what happened with your body if you go down if you go up or so you have experience if something happened you know how your body reacts in this situation so try to, to experience the problem you can have during the swim, but in a safe, maybe in a safe environment or uh, just you are ready, at least you are ready. I have a question for everybody. Uh, I mean, we have been racing now for, for many years and many races. Which one was the race where the swim, uh, you know, was a challenging swim and you had to overcome some of a, a real challenge in open water, obviously. Uh, I'm gonna start from Joao. Which one was your <laughs> most challenging swim? Or I know, I know. If you, if you never had it, one that's fine. But no, I had, I had two. But um, one was huge, massive challenge for me, and uh, was in Nice as well. Uh, yeah. When I was doing my for my full Ironman there. And uh, I think I had a big break of triathlon, like kind of three, four years. Um, and then I went to do the full Ironman there. And I was very well prepared and, and everything. I was very confident. But I kind of didn't think too much where I would position myself on the start line. I didn't go through that process because, you know, I'm a swimmer. Everything's fine. I swim. Whatever happened, I swim. Right? So that's how I think. 
on the swim. But obviously it's not that, that simple. So I position myself, it's a mass start and you have 3000 people. Um, so I position myself too close to the boy for the first turn and everything was beautiful for 400 meters until the fast swimmers of that they were in the left side, they started to catch me and smash me against the boy. Because then you have me and another hundred guys swimming straight, but then you have another 1,000 guys catching that lane. Conver converging the, the lane. The yeah. same boy. And was a disaster. I had to stop, I had to breathe, I had to lie down on my back, you know, something that never ever happened to me in my life. Um, uh, so, but, but, yeah, then I, <laughs> I said, okay, I, you're not gonna die here, you know, that's not how you're gonna <laughs> die. Uh, even if it, this always goes through our head, oh my God, what happened now? So I had to stop a little bit and then continue. But that was a very challenging. I don't know how long it was. You know, sometimes when you are in that situation, it looks like forever. But maybe it was a one minute or two minutes. I don't remember. I cannot count. But that was a big challenge. What about you, Melina? Uh, which one? Um, well, I think in terms of my, my worst open water experience, um, it actually wasn't even in the sea. It was in a, it was in a man-made rowing lake. <laughs> um, this was when I was, must've been about 20. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the, the national triathlon relays in the UK. It's an awesome event. It's one that I would love to see in Dubai or Abu Dhabi. It's basically teams of four people. Uh, it's a sprint event. So, uh, swimmer one swims, tags swimmer two. They swim, then they swim, then they swim. And then this person rides, they ride. So it's like a staggered triathlon. And you can have all female teams, mixed teams, and male teams. So I was in a mixed team. I was the fastest swimmer. Um, so we decided as a team to send me first. However, <laughs> Some of the other teams were probably a little bit clever. They didn't send the faster people. They sent the stronger people and the bigger guys. <laughs> so there's me with a bunch of guys that are considerably stronger than me. Um, and I basically, I was literally pushed under. I couldn't come up. I couldn't come up. Every time I tried to come up, someone swam above me. Um, and then the only way I got myself out... Um, I, stay, I, went, I went deeper in the water. I stayed under the whole crowd and I swam to the side, then came up, <laughs> caught, caught my breath and eventually did, and eventually did my swim. Um, I mean, it, like I said, it's a man-made rowing lake, flat as a pancake, but obviously it's a mass start. Um, and like I said, all the other teams were a bit smarter and send the stronger people first. We went with the fastest. Uh, and that was probably the first time I genuinely thought I'm in trouble here. And I just about, it felt like I just about made it out in time for air. So that was probably my biggest one. <laughs> I can't hear you. I can hear you. You're mute, Tomaso. Yes. Yeah. 
Marco, what, what about you? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, I mean, we read something about uh, your swims in, uh, in the article, but tell us something more. But this is very exi exciting, the one I put there. I mean, they're difficult, but um, I didn't have any problem. If you want to hear something, uh, my worst experience actually is in the swimming pool. Oh, wow. Okay. It was, uh, I was uh, swimming with the master team. So I decided that there was um, a championship or something. I decided to try 100 meter butterfly without training, a specific training. So this one actually was the only, the only time I thought I'm not gonna finish this race. Because oh for God. the first, <laughs> really, because for the first 50 meter, everything was smooth as nice. I said, okay, I feel good, I turned. And I said, now I'm going to try to push the last 50 meters. And then uh, after I, 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 I pushed from the wall, after 10 meters, I start to feel like it's some, something like someone was grabbing my, my arms. I couldn't move anymore. And I finished this race. There were a lot of people watching also. You know, just uh, with the elbow into the water, just uh, I struggle a lot. And I finished last, of course, and I, went, I left and I, I came out from the water, from the swimming pool, and I go home without talking with anyone because I was really embarrassed, actually. That's pretty <laughs> good. The, the only thing, the only time I, I talk, I'm not going to finish this race. I'm going to stop now. 100 meter butterfly. But you finished, so. But that, I finish. That's good. <laughs> I finished. And, uh, and you, Thomas? Yeah, ah, a swimming pool as well, but it was a triathlon. My first triathlon. I mean, like, uh, you know, the, the, this uh, snake uh, swims in, the, in, a, in a short triathlon. You need to give them the timing. I had no idea because I was swimming in a 33 yards swimming pool at YMCA in Texas. So I just gave some time, which was really slow, but I was conservative. But when I started, there were people really... Uh, swimming like uh, front crawl and you know you just go there you want to pass you get kicked you get kicked because you know big guys and uh, slow guys they are gonna kick you and I got out of the water there was the bicycle was easy the run was easy but the swim was a challenge was really a challenge and you know you can see the end because you can see the lane that you're gonna finish at a certain point but you know, you struggle. It's, uh, it's uh, like, like you say, it's a washing machine there. And uh, I've been lucky. Honestly, I've been lucky. Apart from when we swam together, Joao, in September in Italy, the pre-Ironman swim, which was really okay. challenging. But other than that, I've been uh, always lucky also because I've, I've always swam in open water when I was a kid. So it's, it's not one of my, I mean, like I'm slow. I cannot sight, I cannot go straight, but at least I can. I can survive, uh, no problem. I've been dropped by helicopter so many times that uh, <laughs> I can survive on that one. So, yeah. So fears, how to overcome fears, uh, what competitions we've done, that, uh, what challenges we've faced. Uh, let's take a break. We're going to come back uh, in a minute. Hi guys, and we are back with our coaches, 
Coach Tommaso, myself, Coach Melina, and Coach Marco. Uh, and we finish the last uh, topic, talking a little bit of our previous uh, experience on uh, our swim experience, the not so positive ones, let's say, but probably the ones that we learn the most and we probably adjust for the next ones, I am sure. That's how we learn the hard way. Um, I also want, want to listen from Marco two, three um, things that he used when he's in the open water uh, to, to guide himself and to, to try to as much as possible swim in one straight line. And then after from Melina, uh, the same thing. And I'm gonna challenge you too. You cannot say the same thing. So whatever Marco say, <laughs> I cannot repeat. Thank you. And, uh, Marco, you're gonna say one thing and then Melina gonna say another thing. And let's try to get three out of you, but cannot repeat. That's my challenge. Okay, Marco, you do one, Melina do one. I'm gonna stick the one, maybe it's the main, the main one, the most important. Okay, before you enter the water, look around yourself and see um, any, for any uh, landmark. Can be a building, can be a mountain, can be uh, a, a, a tele, the, something, something you, can, you can recognize from the water and you, and you keep it as a as a reference. This is the first uh, the first thing. Also, the day during the, before the before the race. No, no, one, one, one. Melina. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm I'm, tell, I'm saying what? Okay. Shall yeah. bye, go, Melina. Okay. So he's, he's stolen the non-moving landmarks for me. Um, <laughs> the, the the other one, um, I guess it's um, it's obviously um, learning to sight uh, without disrupting your stroke as much so trying to lift your head up um and kind of blend it into your stroke as much as you can so it's as smooth as possible um and sticking with that it's still the same thing if it's choppy water for example um i remember was a couple of years ago in dubai the waves were too big if it means you basically switch to breaststroke for a little bit you switch to breaststroke because ultimately. Oh, I consider that a second uh, tip. It's it's about it's about learning to keep your head up. I think if you can blend it into your stroke, great. If not, adjust so you can see where you're going. So that's one. Marco, you can add anything there. No, let's say I'm saying uh, the swim before um, you know before the, the day before the race, for example, you know. And uh, it's not just moving your, uh, your arm just to do something, it's more training. It's just also to see whether you're going to have your race, uh, what is around you. So you have to be prepared from the day before, so you know where you are, you know where the exit is, you have to check, uh, control, um, and, and, and swim through the exit just from the day before. And then you, uh, and also checking if there is any, uh, landmark yeah. because sometimes sometimes in the middle of the after the buoy in the middle of the bunch of the people and then you don't see anything but do you least... guys count any certain amount of uh thank you for the challenge and accept the challenge sorry for that guys uh but do you guys count any any number of strokes before you look up uh, do you guys try to control your head under the water so you don't move too much or this is so natural for you 
that you actually don't think too much, uh, or you try to have a certain number of strokes, or you tell your clients that they should try to count before they look up. How do you guys approach the sighting uh, when they have to look up? Uh, Marco, do you want to start? Sorry. Okay, I can start. And um, it depends also on the condition of the sea. Yeah. If it's flat, um, I, I try uh, to, to, to rest my, my head just maybe a few times. I mean. In general, uh, I, I breathe four times and then I have one sight. Mm. So it can be for uh, eight strokes and then one sight. This is my average. Uh, if, of course, if the, if the choppy sea, it can be maybe two or three and then, and then sight. Melina? Um, my favorite breathing pattern is two, five, two. Um, five because it allows me to get some sort of rhythm um, and then I sight on the two um, uh, again uh, like Marco said depending on the condition that's my preferred is two five two and I know I can kind of maintain a straight line if I only breathe on one side I start to veer towards um, towards that side but in terms of my my athletes the advice it really much depends on what what they're like um and and we kind of play it by ear and especially if they're like i said they might be really good athletes in terms of cycling and and running but not so good in the sea um we do also have to take the approach uh, and it's um that they learn with every race so this is what we're going with but it's a guideline and we'll see what we we'll see what we come out with very good. Um, I think uh, we have so much information here, um, but I uh, really would like to ask one more uh, thing from you guys. And it's more related, um, if you can recognize and you can uh, understand what is in the open water swim that you really love the most, and it uh, makes you feel comfortable and uh, in a positive challenge when you are swimming. Marco, can you, do you know, can you feel what you like the most? It's, um, uh, it's the nature, nature around you. I mean, you are in the middle of something. It's not, uh, you're not usually, you know, you're always in the swimming pool. So when you are in the, in the open water, you are in the middle of something, it can be, even if there is a buoy or something, boy, I mean, you are in the middle of the sea. And um, maybe it's windy a little bit. So you feel like also the breeze, you feel like the waves coming. It's, a, it's a, you know, experiencing the nature around you. And you, Melina? I oh, know there's something really, um... There's something really peaceful about being in the water and being under the water. Um, there's that feeling of weightlessness. Um, and um, all, you, all you hear really is just the sound of the water. And that's enough. Um, you know, even if it's really calm, every time you move your arm, 
um, it's just it's just that sound and it's almost um, it's almost kind of meditative you know I'm not really one to sit still and meditate I've never been able to sit still that long without thinking god this is uncomfortable but um, in the in the water I guess for me it's it's where I find my center and like if I've had a really bad day and I can get to a pool or better yet I can get to the sea and jump in then it just it just helps clear my mind and sort myself out kind of anyway (laughs) even if I'm not uh, super strong swimmer uh, I agree with Melina Uh, the swim is always what what I what I plan as a recovery uh, what I plan for as a recovery for myself Uh, it's not only a recovery from a hard workout on the bike or on the run it's a recovery from uh, a lot of stress that always uh, hits you on the shoulders and on the neck, you know, from life, from work and everything. So, um, you know, I was swimming as a kid, then as I quit for a while, but uh, since I, you know, started doing triathlons again, uh, I love to put uh, like random uh, swim workouts where, you know, I don't plan anything. I just go to the pool and just uh, let it go. Maybe 30 minutes, 45 minutes, but this is... Uh, as you said, Melina, you know, to recenter, to center a little bit more, uh, you know, the stress. And, uh, and uh, I think, yes, as you said, Joao, this is uh, a lot of points, okay? So we are waiting for another article about all this uh, stuff that we talked about, uh, maybe in the future. But uh, for you guys that are listening to the podcast now, eh, uh, we are waiting for your feedback. So if there is a subject that you want to know about, okay, send us an email, send us a message, send an, an Instagram message, a Facebook message, WhatsApp. We are everywhere, okay? We are, uh, <laughs> we are present. So, and we are happy to answer all, the, all your questions, okay? Well, guys, I think everybody that is listening to us agreed that it was an amazing talk and uh, was a really nice um, view of open water swimming and the importance of overcoming fears and learning how to deal with uh, situations that we cannot control and we can um, sometimes learn from how we experience the sports in our life. So you can use the same kind of mental process that you overcome your fears that we face in the water, maybe in a situation that you are facing uh, not uh, not on, on your sports life. I really would like to thank Marco and Melina to take this time to, to give their experience, their uh, knowledge and their um, uh, free time to us to to give us a little bit more of how to deal with this situation that could be a challenge for most of the, the triathletes. And I also would like to thank my, my colleague, Coach Tomazo, to uh, manage this podcast with me. And um, we are looking forward for the next one. Stay tuned. We are bringing also a new topic for you guys, and I hope you have a very good week and stay home, stay safe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Tchau. Bye. <risos>